Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either super curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus... There are special free gifts waiting inside the show notes, (laughs) curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. And if you're loving the content, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you are not alone on this journey. I am here to help you every step of the way. Our guest, Dr. Liz, is a beacon of insight in the realm of holistic health. With hands solely by the very soil she champions, Dr. Liz teaches us that to embrace the dirt is to enrich the soul, balancing our inner microbiome with the earth's nurturing touch. From grounding our feet to lifting our hearts in the open air, Dr. Liz's wisdom is a testament to the profound connection between human health and the natural elements that surround us. So whether you're here for transformation or tranquility, pull up a patch of grass, get comfortable, and let's get ready to plant the seeds of well-being together. It's time to grow, it's time to heal, and it's time to connect with Dr. Liz Schuler. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. I have here Dr. Elizabeth Liz Schuler. She is a seasoned mind-body coach, yoga therapist, and Reiki master with over 14 years in the field. Her personal journey, marked by trauma in Wyoming's landscapes, led her to the healing powers of yoga and Reiki. Today, she's a passionate advocate for transformative healing, having lived and worked in places like Jordan, China, and Belgium. As an international school counselor and later as a coach, Liz encountered diverse challenges faced by expats in harness global healing modalities. Her approach is holistic, blending yoga, Ayurveda, Reiki, and psychology, ensuring a nurturing environment for clients to embark on their healing journey. Thank you so much, Liz, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, if you could just start off by just sharing a little bit about yourself and your unique blend of the whole being a transformational coach as well as a Reiki master. That is so neat. Yeah. When I was young, I wanted to be a veterinarian and that didn't turn out very well for me. So I was trying to find what ways I could help animals, help people. And I ended up going through psychology and counseling. And so I got my master's in counseling And from there, I started picking up all of these other modalities. I knew yoga from when I was a teenager. I had an injury and I I used it to help myself heal. But then bringing in all of these other aspects that I didn't know about from 
you know, just learning about psychology and, and all of these other things. And I was able to, after I graduated and was licensed, start working towards becoming a Reiki master and a, a yoga teacher. And it was just amazing how well everything sort of worked together. I then moved overseas and stopped doing therapy um, and moved into coaching and international school counseling and all sorts of other crazy things. So. <laughs> That is so awesome. I know you do many, many things, right? <laughs> so you have over about 14 years of experience mm -hmm. in the holistic healing. What inspired you to delve into this path? And how have science fiction, fantasy, and games influenced your approach as well? Because I, <laughs> I love science fiction, and then I love fantasy, and I love games. So <laughs> that is my area as well as entertainment. Yeah, I started as a youth worker in residential treatment after I did my, my bachelor's in psychology. And there were a lot of different modalities that were being tried out in sort of that area. And then moving into my counseling program, there were a lot of what people call it woo-woo, right? Yeah. So there were a lot of woo-woo things <laughs> that happen in counseling that don't necessarily happen in psychology, <laughs> even though they're very similar fields. And I have always been a huge fan of, you know, TTRPG games, magic, fantasy, and Reiki and yoga just kind of have this mysterious, mystical feel, but they work, <laughs> you know, it's, it's woo-woo, it's fantasy brought to life in a way that helps people and helps people feel better. And that, for me, that was just like the whole package. Yeah. What is TTRPGs? <laughs> tabletop role play games so like dungeons oh, and dragons things like that yes okay i was trying to like i'm like what is that i don't even know what that is i was like okay <laughs> she will explain to me yes right. you know because we use our imagination so mm -hmm. much and playing those games and I've, I've never experienced it but i did watch like stranger things yeah. on Netflix, and then i see like they're just like so into it i'm like hey that looks actually fun like I want to do that too because you're just using your imagination you can create whatever you want to create because we have this beautiful mind sometimes it could go against us but we don't listen right? to that part of the mind but we, just using our imaginations is just so fascinating because you can step out of this world and go to another world and you can do anything you want with your imagination because we forgot that we lost that as children we had it and then it was gone <laughs> so yeah. I love that. So do you play t uh, Dungeons and Dragons at all? I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but I play other sort of TTRPG systems. And I, I really love it because it, it brings you into that fantasy world, but you're always a part of that, right? So you're playing a character, but all of those things that you have going on inside of yourself kind of come out in that character. And so it's a really great way to do kind of what I call stealthy shadow work. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, so you can really get into what, what someone's going through in a way that's, you know, away from them, that's distanced from them, so it's not as scary. <laughs> True, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I never thought about it. This is the first time I'm actually hearing this, like, as some form of, like, therapy as to with these games, and it makes total sense. I'm like, right. wow, okay, we need to spread that message everywhere. <laughs> so it reminds me of also, because I was uh, in rehab, I used to be a professional drinker and no longer anymore, thank goodness. And I remember going to rehab and we would have these different activities and we mm -hmm. had to like relearn how to have fun again, because our fun was the bottle of alcohol. 
but that only lasts so long until we almost die. And then, so when we were at the uh, rehab, I remember a bunch of us were just playing, I think it was Pictionary or something. It was so much fun. And then the counselors there were just like, you see, you have it within you. You guys can still have fun without the booze. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were just like having so much fun and just that whole social connection. You know, we all had mm -hmm. something in common and we all want to get to a better path, a different journey. And so that was so much fun playing those games. So that's what reminded me of that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. I also, I well, with alcohol comes also a lot of pain and a lot of people have chronic illnesses and mm -hmm. it's a topic to many actually. Uh, how do holistic practices like yoga, Ayurveda, Reiki play a role in managing or even perhaps alleviating some of those, some of those conditions? Yeah. So I actually suffer from a few chronic illnesses myself. I had a lot of childhood trauma. I also had a lot of injuries growing up. I kind of lived out in the country and, you know, <laughs> did some crazy things as a kid. So some of those injuries and all of that trauma, along with some other stuff going on, has created this, I guess, soup of <laughs> inflammation in my body. And that's usually what causes chronic illness is, you know, chronic stress, chronic inflammation, those sorts of things. So with holistic healing, especially with yoga and Reiki, we can relieve that chronic stress. We can relieve that inflammation. And for a lot of illnesses, you can almost cure them. Um, and I know that that's a, <laughs> it's a tough sell, but definitely for things like chronic pain, um, the inflammation can be almost eliminated in a lot of a lot of cases and with yoga there's also the lifestyle changes so a lot of diet changes with the ayurveda the herbs and things like that that can really help relieve all of that inflammation in the body and it really really helps yes and i know you just mentioned that but like as far as ayurveda what is this relevant into like today's fast-paced world yeah so i'm a yoga therapist and Yoga in the traditional sense is a science and Ayurveda is part of that science. So Ayurveda is the science of diet and herbs and our bodily constitution and balancing our body. And yoga is the science of the mind and calming the mind and bringing that together with, with the body. So Ayurveda takes the body and the things that we consume and balances that and yoga takes the mind and uses the body to help balance the mind. So when we are thinking about trying to alleviate some of that chronic stress that comes from being crazy and on the hamster wheel and go, 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 right? Yeah. Even just having a couple of different teas or Ayurvedic herbs that you can take to really lower that stress level, even if you don't you know, change anything else in your life, if you just take a couple of, of herbs, teas, do some very small life, lifestyle changes, you can reduce that stress. And if you can reduce that stress, you can see a little bit clearer what the next steps need to be to get to the place that you want to go. Totally. And where do you find those teas? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, now you can find them almost anywhere. I mean, I think in almost any grocery store, you can find like yogi teas or oh, something yeah. like that and they're ayurvedic blends yeah oh neat okay yeah i've had those before and they're very good so yeah. <laughs> i'll have to revisit the yogi <laughs> tea yeah that's so cool now uh, speaking of teas and herbs uh let's just dive deeper into like the whole you know the 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 psychedelic integration yeah. 
how does it align with holistic healing and what should we be mindful for or mindful of I should say yeah so I, I did my doctoral thesis on psychedelic assisted therapy and it really is one of the linchpins of holistic healing it has been a medicine like all of those other herbs that I talked about in Ayurveda for thousands and thousands of years for indigenous peoples we in sort of the 70s and the 80s in the U.S. started looking into the therapeutic value of these drugs and then you know war on drugs criminalization all of that stopped mm -hmm. now we're coming back into that research and coming back into the knowledge that we can very much like i said with the ttrpgs with the dungeons and dragons we can open up our minds in a way that is not as scary that is easier to get to that place because you've taken a drug and it opens your mind and it kind of forces you to get there you can do years of therapy in you know one dosing session Wow. You know, a friend of mine, actually, uh, she's taking psychedelics, uh, mushrooms, I believe, and it mm -hmm. actually helped her with addiction and it helped her with childhood trauma. I was like, wow, because um, it opens something up, <laughs> your pineal mm -hmm. gland, your, the DMT or something happens. And then you have like the spiritual awakening in, in a sense. I've never tried um, psychedelics. I mean, I've tried many drugs in the past, but they were not, my intention was different from the healing part. I was just there to party, mm -hmm. but I, it goes with the ten, intention. So if you're there with the intention of like, yes, I want to heal. I want to mm -hmm. dive deep inside and see all the ugly and what needs to be fixed and changed. And yeah, I hear it does work. So that is, that is neat. Is there any, like, like I heard of ayahuasca, is there any mm -hmm. other, uh, psychedelics that, that are out there? So there are quite a few, <laughs> the ones that are being really heavily researched right now are MDMA or ecstasy, mm -hmm. psilocybin, which is mushrooms, right? LSD, ayahuasca, which is the DMT that you talked about, right? And cannabis. So those are kind of the big five right now that are being researched oh wow yes because i remember back in the day my rave days when i was yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> when i was just an 18 year old girl and i was partying with mdma mm -hmm. but it was used i heard it was used for like like for therapy sessions apparently for like couples and yeah. i can i can see why but like I said, my intention was different. It was more like, let's mm -hmm. just party, stay up all night and just get smashed. But uh, it, I can see it as a therapeutic sense, though, because you're not going to be it's not addict. It's not addictive at all. Like I, My right. thing was alcohol, like alcohol. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> yep. no, no, I talk about it all the time. But the MDMA, I, I can totally see it as like what couples would use to help mm -hmm. the relation because some things that they're, they're scared of communicating and it does bring out stuff, even if you don't want to hear it, you just like, Bleh. I'm like, oh no, did I just say that? Oh, oh well. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. It, it really increases empathy in that social connection, MDMA, which is part of the reason they're using it to treat PTSD, especially for, you know, sexual assault survivors, veterans right now. It's in clinical trials. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very neat. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Um, but you have a lot of hobbies. You you do like sewing, knitting, <laughs> spinning, and weaving. <laughs> all, these different, all these different things. And they can definitely be therapeutic. And yeah. how, how has this influenced your personal growth journey? I 
have always had sort of this artistic, you know, bent. And I think that's coming from that childhood of, you know, needing to be somewhere else. And that's where that fantasy, you know, reading and the sci-fi and all of that comes in too. Finding an outlet of something that you can do with your hands that isn't just imagination, but that uses the imagination. So I have to use my mind to come up with a design or a pattern or something to that effect that I then use my hands to create. And when you finish that, when what has been in your mind comes to fruition, it's this sense of accomplishment that you can't get with really much else. So that, that creative process, it doesn't have to be sewing, right? It doesn't have to be weaving. Whatever it is that you can create with your hands and, and feeling that sense of accomplishment, wow, I did this, this came from me. It's really, really therapeutic, it's really healing. And it also just moving your hands and working with your hands makes it so you can't have that stress or that anxiety going on all of the time. You have to be focusing on what you're doing. So if you're having that issue where you're stressed and you're overwhelmed, just focusing on the thing that you're doing with your hands can really help alleviate some of that stress and that pressure. Yes. Yes. I need to learn how to sew. <laughs> Do you know, I used to know how to sew buttons when I was like eight years old, mm -hmm. seven years old. Do I know now? No. <laughs> I guess I don't really wear things with buttons anymore. <laughs> I use yeah. as a little girl, but yeah, I can totally see how that is therapeutic. Uh, mm -hmm. For me, I loved like coloring, coloring and yes. like those fractal um, coloring books. My mom had got me some with some coloring pencils. That is therapeutic because you are creating something. And I noticed when you are creating you feel like a sense of accomplishment. Like, wow, I did that. That's awesome. I didn't know I can yes. do, do things like that. And, you know, YouTube, YouTube helps if you want to find a habit and you don't know how to That's do right. a certain, something. You do, YouTube is available. It has yeah. you have access to that. And, you know, there's so many different things out there. I So I used to actually, my mom, I think it's over there. When I was eight, I don't know. I guess I did a lot of stuff when I was eight years old. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about it probably because I was going through some trauma mm -hmm. and maybe subconsciously, who knows? This is just coming to my head right now. I was doing things with my hands to help myself not think about what I was going through with yeah. the trauma that I was going through. Yeah. So uh, I had created this panda. It was like this little sewing thing is like you just put yarn in there, you do a pattern and it's unfinished. <laughs> so my mom, like she was going to have a garage sale and she found it and then she's like, oh, here you go. Now you can finish it. Have I finished it? No. <laughs> I'm like, is this still, I mean, how many years is that? I'm like 42 years old and I was eight, but <laughs> she still has it. So maybe I'll finish it and I'm going to yeah. go ahead and take a picture of it. And I said, look what I finally finished. So <laughs> thank you for reminding me of the importance yeah. of, of sewing and all that good stuff. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And it, again, it doesn't have to be fiber arts or anything like that. It can be whatever, whatever creative outlet you need that can be, you know, writing, coloring, anything. Yeah. And thinking about it, I mean, I must've loved it back then. So I'm sure right. I still love it now. I mean, I just never really did it anymore after that. So yeah, right. I'll, I'll find that. I think it's over there in that corner, but I'll have to see <laughs> amongst other boxes there. <laughs> Um, so as far as, okay, so I love video games. Um, mm -hmm. I did, I, we played taboo as a family when I was young and we played cards, Uno and all that stuff, but I was a big gamer. I used to, 
when I was getting good grades in elementary school, my mom said she gave me a game console. Like I wanted a Sega Genesis in the 90s. And I said, okay, I want a Sega Genesis and I want to get um it was Sonic the Hedgehog. I wanted to get all yeah. those games. That was like my area of like getting into a different world there. <laughs> but I wanted to know what are your favorite board games or video games? And did it teach you any like life lessons or anything like that? So I grew up quite poor, so I actually didn't have a lot of video games growing up or board games. I was, like I said, we were kind of farm out in the out in the country, so I was out with my animals most of the time. I would have loved um, that more, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but once I became an adult, board games became much more important to me because I'm not in the country anymore. I, I don't have that, you know, nature outlet as much. So I do play quite a few computer games, board games. I have a huge box right next to me of all of our board games yeah. that we have. Um, you know, Catan is always a, a classic. Um, Carcassonne, Ticket to Ride, you know, fun games that you can play with multiple people like doing that. And then I think for video games right now, I'm really into Valheim, which is like a survival Viking computer game. <laughs> That sounds cool. Yeah. Vikings are cool. I used to watch uh, How to Train Your Dragon with yeah. my son when he was little. He's older now. And I, I just, I was just fascinated. Like, oh, I wish I lived in those times. Dragons. How fun. <laughs> I Using my imagination, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now I, in this, on my podcast, I always talk about actionable steps because everyone, I feel like everyone needs to take action. Otherwise it's not you can just hear it. It can go in one yep. ear, out the other. But if you don't take action, what's what's what, what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> so yeah. for our listeners, um, they're always looking for practical tips as well. Can you just share a few actionable steps that individuals can take actually towards holistic healing and achieving personal goals? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is taking control of your lifestyle. So you can make very, very small changes that have really big outcomes taking some time in the morning to be grateful for what's been going on, taking some time to be mindful. And that does not need to be meditation. I'm mindful when I'm doing the dishes. <laughs> you know, I am mindful when I'm out walking around, getting ready to do my grocery shopping. So you can be mindful doing a whole bunch of different things. It doesn't have to be sitting, chanting home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I think a lot of people have that idea that you have to be, you know, doing sort of Buddhist monk meditation to be mindful. And, and that's not true, but also taking some time to be silent. And I think that's probably one of my biggest tips because we don't hear it very often, but if you take some time, even 15 to 30 minutes a day and just be silent, you can do something. You can be doing the dishes. You can be working on your computer but try and not communicate with anyone. Try and sit with yourself and you'll notice that there's stuff that comes up that you're not prepared for. It, it really helps you get in touch with that self-awareness and that inner voice that we drown out with all of this video games and social media and all of these things. And so you might start to hear some things that you don't like or that are scary and taking some time to talk with somebody about that is really important, but also really listening to that voice because it's telling you something that needs to change. And if we're not silent, 
then we don't hear those things. We don't listen to ourselves and we can't be with ourselves in the same way. That's so true. I've learned to finally like pause because I was like always go, 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 mm-hmm. never breaks and it just cause like anxiety and just yeah. anger to be honest with you. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm not happy. What's going on? Well, it's because I didn't pause. I didn't stay still. I didn't just go within and talk to myself and say, hey, yeah. what's really going on, Gina? What's really going on? Why are you, why are you acting this way? What why are you avoiding this? Why are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. But we really need to. And I think once people start really taking time for themselves, slowing down, um, then things will come up, like you said, but that's what, that's the first step. Like we need those yeah. things to come up because how else are we going to get through them? They have to. Right. Yeah. So talking to a friend helps and just, well, for me, prayer and meditation help. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, even just having a coach helps. Now yeah. I want to ask you what, how, what do you do with your clients? Like what process do you take them through? So we spend a lot of time building our relationship because I believe that it's the relationship that heals, right? We are fundamentally social beings. Our brains need social connection to be healthy. So we build the connection, we build the relationship so that you can feel safe, so that you can feel heard, so that you can feel just really comfortable being whoever it is that you need to be in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. Then we move into what's going on. What, what are you feeling? What's, what's happening? You know, we might talk about, I need you to practice some silence this week so that next week when we talk, whatever it is that's coming up for you, we can start talking about. And a lot of times people don't know that they're already in, it's like a a fish doesn't know that it's in water, right? So there's already all of this stuff going on that's not helpful for them, but they can't see it because they've just been in it for so long. So we really break down all of those things that they've been doing that haven't been helpful for them, that aren't serving them anymore. And then we can start moving into the solutions. So the bulk of the time really is spent on building the relationship, building that safety net and figuring out what it is that's going on. Because most people, again, they just have no idea. They haven't They haven't been told that it's important to know that. They haven't been listening to that anger, right? Anger is a huge cue that something's wrong. And we try and push that away because we're like, oh, we shouldn't be angry, especially women, right? We can't be angry, that's not acceptable. But if you're feeling anger, it's because something needs to change. Something Mm -hmm. isn't going right. So we, we focus a lot on that. And then we move into whatever it is that might work best for them, whether that's you know yoga, whether that's being more mindful and practicing those sorts of things, whether that's moving into something like Reiki, whether that's you know doing some Tai Chi or some other, whatever it is, these mind-body connections, because we need to, when we have these fear responses and these stress responses, it's not just in our brain, it's also in our body mm-hmm. and it's in our cells. If we can move our body, in a way that connects it to the brain and connects it to that calm, safe place, we can let that go. Yes. Oh, it reminds me, I need to go ahead and do a yoga practice today. <laughs> yes. yes. I always take time for myself. I've learned, you know, I've learned I have to take time for yeah. myself. I have a morning routine and I, I love to go ahead and listen to podcasts that like uplift my spirit. And then <laughs> of course I exercise and do movement. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go outside 
Okay. Yes. <laughs> Rain or shine, I still have to go outside for at least 10 minutes a day because I can get stuck in here because, you know, my own business and stuff. So it's like, right. yeah. I'm inside a bubble, but I need to step outside. So, and that's what I do. So I, I find that so therapeutic as well, just to breathe in the fresh air right now. It's raining a little bit. So I'm like, <laughs> finally, I can breathe because it's been really stuffy lately. I don't know what's going oh, on yeah. here in California. <laughs> but it's been stuffy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So where can our listeners follow you and find you? So you can find me at my website at innerevolutioncoach.com. I also have a bunch of free meditations on insighttimer.com. Um, it's an, also an app. It's one of my favorite apps. I use it all the time. They have a lot of like wisdom talks and things. Can't recommend more. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. You can find me on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Wonderful. And then um, just finally, in the spirit of continual evolution, so we're just talking mm -hmm. about that. What's next for you, both in your professional journey and personal interests? Yeah. So I've just started my business here in Belgium. I'm working towards getting clients, but my big, big dream is to start a worker cooperative center for holistic healing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I've just been sort of as I build this business, I'm working on research for that and starting to move that forward. So hopefully within the next few years, that's something that I can start working towards. That is amazing. Oh, I'm so happy for you. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> it's, right? it's going to happen. Yeah. And any last thoughts or anything else that we, that I perhaps didn't ask <laughs> that you wanted to talk about? No, but I did, I did want to mention nature. Nature is a huge huge thing there's been some very interesting studies um that dirt first of all playing in dirt very very good for our immune systems not just as children as adults too right so they, there's a microbiome in the dirt there's a microbiome in our bodies in our guts and playing in dirt actually helps us rebalance our own bodily microbiome so it can help relieve stress and inflammation and definitely can help especially with like digestive system stuff. So going outside and just, you know, allowing yourself to get a little bit dirty sounds weird, but it's really, really important. And the other thing is that, you know, forest bathing and that frequency of the earth grounding into the earth, feeling the earth with your hands, with your feet, that has really interesting effects on your your electromagnetic field your energy field and so we can tune into that if we just touch the earth a little bit touch a tree hug a tree <laughs> yeah heck I remember one time I was at Lake Elizabeth this is beautiful lake and you can walk around it and there's trees ducks everything so it's beautiful so I what I do is I do my exercises and I'll hold the tree as like to hold it, yeah. stabilize me. And then I'll go ahead and start doing like my leg exercises and, you know, doing all these different uh, movements. And it mm -hmm. feels good to be outside to exercise. I prefer to exercise outside than inside. Um, like I said, it gets stuffy here. So I like to be with more trees and luckily behind me is a nice, there's some nice mountains. And so we, we tend to go hiking quite often. Um, and then we just enjoy nature. It, it is very yeah. calming. And then just to lay in the grass and just look up in the sky that is very calming and therapeutic and so it is so peaceful. Oh, yeah. I love it. So thank you for bringing that up. You're so right. Yes. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Liz and Dr. Liz. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts, and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1-855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.